You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. No matter where you are, no matter if we're long, they follow our path. Oh, may your voicemails succeed. May make gold friends you need. May find passion. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents Pods from the Penalty Box, a nostalgic sampling of skate punk albums from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pit. I am Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast. That's our food lion. And this is our last Craig's Brother episode sad man you know i feel like this this has gone quicker but i I think it's because we recorded two episodes in a week yeah doubled up one week and uh but it's been just such it's been such a pleasure it's been such a joy talking about these dudes and um you know gotta see if we can get them on the pod hey man maybe there'll be another episode or more yeah We'll see. We'll see. As far as Craig's brother music is concerned, this is the last one. Yeah. We're going to be talking later about the newest music that we have Mm -hmm. to date Mm -hmm. from Craig's brother, which is Devils in the Details and the uh, aptly titled uh, Epidemic EP Edemic. It's what it's a weird it's a weird title. I like the play on words, but it's almost impossible to know how it's supposed to be right. said. It's a better better written joke. It uh, is a yeah. It is a, it is a visual gag. Yeah, and both of these albums go hard in ways that uh, your boy is here for. <laughs> Uh, same Z's one, one released at the height of the Bush administration, one released yeah. at the height of the Trump administration. So yeah, I think that may have something to do with it. I think that has absolutely everything to do with it. Yeah. And so we're here for it, but we will get there. Uh, in the meantime, John, we are entering fall. It, mm. This week was the beginning of the official beginning of the autumnal season. Indeed. And we've been talking about this, but uh, for those of you who may have missed it, we're going to be doing something a little different in uh, this October. Mm. John, what, since you're the spoopy boy on the pod, <laughs> why don't you tell people what we're doing next month? Well, boys and ghouls. <laughs> I don't know. Can I talk like that the whole time we do those episodes? <laughs> Absolutely not. Veto. Uh, bummer. Um, you've heard of punk rock what about uh i should have thought about this <laughs> uh 
putrid rock. I don't know. Ooh. Sure. Uh, we're doing Magnafrite Pod, baby. Yeah, so, we are. Uh, starting next week, all spooky bands from the Christian alternative scene all month long. Uh, should, we, should we go ahead and say everybody we're planning to cover? Yeah, John. Give it away. No, let's let's give it away. Let's give it away. Who 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 we got? Just so people can you know prepare, start getting in the spooky season with us. We're talking deadlines. Uh, That feels right. (laughs) Um, Deadlines record, death and life of. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, We're talking blaster the rocket man. This is instead of air horns next month, yeah. we're doing we're doing all we're doing all lightning crashes. And this I and we're not it. this is not the live podcast. No. <laughs> the placenta will not fall to the floor. The podcast falls to the floor. <laughs> um John the, the podcast crashes. John Potter cries. Podcast <laughs> colored eyes. I don't know. Um, no, more accurately, it should be that I'm I'm the one that's crying. I'm the one that's crying. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you did you say podcast colored eyes? Yeah, I did. <laughs> podcast colored eyes. Longs now to the podcast down the hall. <laughs> um, okay, we're we're getting very much uh, sidetracked. So we, what do we got? We got the we got the deadlines. We got blaster the rocket man slash boy. What else? Yes, we got grave robber. And Harley Poe into the dark. Yes. So prepare uh, now. Get out those records. It's time to get spooky. It's gonna be very spooky. Uh, hopefully, be unveiling some some new uh, spooky merch. Maybe some mm. new spooky logos. Could we be. Will, we will see what we have coming your way. Yes. But I'm I'm excited. Um, so yeah, for, for those of you who, uh, are familiar with those bands or unfamiliar with those bands, we recommend you re-familiarize yourself with, with some of those, uh, albums. Some of these are going to be newer to us, so it's not going to be, we're not going to be approaching it in the necessarily like the, the same super hyper critical way, but like, you know, I just think it's, it's going to, mostly I'm looking to have. So have some fun this next yeah. this next month you know not look into uh just go, do like incredibly deep dives on an entire discographies we're essentially going to be looking at single albums of these bands in a week so right won't be um, comprehensive and encyclopedic no definitely not um, but but we will have pumpkin beers and candy and oh man flannel shirts on uh dude i that's another thing that this this today <laughs> marked the day that your boy became incredibly basic uh, because as fall as fall rounds the corner and the weather starts getting chilly and we start getting those 40 something degree mornings i got my slippies on i got my giant oversized sweater on i've got Mm -hmm. my sweatpants and my coffee and i'm just feeling just oh so cozy and basic but you know it it brings me joy, you know. Throw Sitting. throw down throw down on some some blankets and just mm, mm. num 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 num. <laughs> You're saying you were Mr. Autumn Man walking down the street with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I can't wait. This is where are we are we approaching that that time of year when when uh, the Onion is going to post? Yes. The Mr. Mr. Autumn Man. I think yeah. so. Yes. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was Mr. Autumn man so much as, a, as it, uh, as I was a, uh, white millennial woman. I think that's just, <laughs> sure. just yeah. Cause Mr. Yeah. Autumn, man, yeah. Mr. Autumn man's got the, got the flannel and the, and the coffee and I've got the, just wrapping myself in a, in a large sweater and, and you know, sweatpants that just, that feels more, that feels like, yeah. a you're, you're saying you're a white woman's Instagram. I was a white woman's Instagram. (laughs) Yes, precisely. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, so that's coming your way, Magnified Pod Nation. Yes. And John, today I I did something a little spicy. (laughs) Tell us. I I got some new ink. Hey. And I don't know, maybe by the time this episode drops, people will have seen it already. But I, I decided, you know, because I got my, my Operation Ivy tattoo finished up last month. And I was like, you know what? I just need to, I just want to keep going. I want to, I want to get something new. I want to get something fresh. And so I got, you know, because we joked on the, on the pod about my parm and my scarm. Right. <laughs> you know, I got my 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 punk arm, which I'm gonna have my punk tattoos on. And uh-huh. I have my ska arm, which is gonna have right, my ska right. tattoos. So I got my parm and my scarm. Now you got a peg and a skag. <laughs> I well we'll we'll see. We'll see because I got on my my left arm now, on my left forearm, I have the Milo descendants mm. uh face logo, which took very little time. Both of these tattoos actually took very little time. Um, but on my right calf, I got that Walt Jabsco, uh, dancing ska man logo, the yeah. two-tone logo and the, the, you know, it's, it's sort of based on, well, not sort of, but it is based on a, uh, the character is based on a, a photo of Peter Tosh looking right. cool as hell. <laughs> Just so fresh, so clean in his suit and his shades and, mm-hmm. you know, just looking, looking all baller. And so I got the one with the, not the, the, the standing Walt Jabsco, but the, the skanking one. Yeah. And I have actually, I was, and I mentioned this to my tattoo artist today that I was thinking about getting the rude girl on mm. my left calf Ooh. so that it's sort of like. They can both dance. Yeah. And it's like a ska version of the Petunia. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Yeah. 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 But getting the, uh, that, that image of the, of that rude girl that I feel like uh, variations of it have been like seen on the uh, cover of, of the beat. The beat right, has, right. has an album with her staying by a jukebox. Um, She's got like a headband on. Yeah. Just looking, looking hella, hella cool. So I, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about that. Yeah. And but so yeah, these two skegs. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I don't have I I you know, I can have my parm and my scarm and I'll have my skegs, which <laughs> actually sounds really gross. It's <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like doctor, I just I have I my I've got like a bad case of skegs. It's just really <laughs> itchy. Yeah. This is the worst case of parm scarm <laughs> I've seen in 
<laughs> uh, nurse, we've got a, we've got two skegs. We need to amputate. Oh boy. Yeah. So that that uh that was today. It took like maybe an hour or less to do both of these tattoos. It was very yeah. quick. But nice. for those of you out there who want to get ink, something that I did hear beforehand is that the the calves are a spicy place to get mm. tattoo and i'm here to confirm that this is accurate information yeah. i was i was not lied to uh it was it was not the most comfortable place that i've received a tattoo um but it's worth it because my dude mike grant at black end tattoo in minneapolis is so clean and uh, so precise he's very very good so um can't recommend him enough but anyway so that's that's what's going on with... we'll have to uh we'll have to throw some pics up on the socials so people can see this, this for goodness. sure yeah. for sure we will i had i had mike take a picture of my calf for me before before he wrapped it because i'm like I don't know how otherwise I'm going to be able to t- take a picture of the back of my leg in a way that looks, that looks good. So right, um, right. we'll have to, we'll have to share those. You know, as you were talking, I was like, I got my one tattoo at St. Sabrina's in Minneapolis. And I was like, I wonder if they're still around. And sadly closed last year uh, because of COVID after like mm. three decades of operating. So I, I seem to remember seeing that yes that is that is a bummer um i i i don't it's one of those it's one of those things that i i don't blame places for doing that especially if you've been around for decades and and maybe they were at at a place where it's like well maybe this is just good a good time as any to close up shop but yeah um it's hard for a place that requires the sort of like the medical grade cleanliness that a right. that a tattoo plate that a tattoo shop requires to you know to feel safe but everybody in this place is you're required to mask the entire time yeah. so this is not one of those spots where you that they're gonna flaunt they'd be like oh whatever who cares yo we're punk rock it's like no this is the, the these facilities require such yeah such levels of cleanliness uh to yeah. to remain operational so yeah 100 percent. but um you gonna get speak- any new ink these days johnny potts i don't think so man i mean well, i've considered it over the years various things um maybe it'll still happen we'll see um i know we talked about like a microphone to sort of represent like the pod and like music and stuff. So maybe, maybe someday something like that, but we would, if we got, if we could both get like joint mag pod tattoos or something. <laughs> yeah. Would you, would you be down with that? Would you do, would you do something like that? I think I might be into that. Depending oh, yeah. on what we, if it's like a Danny stairs face or something, maybe <laughs> I could get into that. And he's saying mag pod for life in a word balloon. <laughs> yeah. Or he's, or he says y'all blow. Or yeah. That'd be good too. Yeah. We can talk about options. We can, we can get someone to sketch up a, a uh, some sort of version of the phantom cackler. Oh yeah. Ooh, he might be good for some, some Halloween merch too. <laughs> some, some magnifrite pod. Like that's right. 
All right, Cackler, we know you're listening. <laughs> We're going to need some Halloween specific yes, vo- please. voicemails from you. So yeah, it's your time to shine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more appropriate month uh, of, of the year is, is more appropriate than October for, That's right. for our boy, the Cackler. So anyway, you know, speaking John, of, uh, yeah, you were going to say. Speaking of fall months, I got a, I got a bit of a weird beer here. Mm. That uh, will be a good fit for these cooler temps. What uh, you got? Because I know you've been drinking some weird beers lately, which we'll get into. It's but... true. Brought a bunch home. Uh, I am drinking a Greenbush uh, Cabra Perdida, a barrel-aged imperial cream stout brewed with blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at a, a swift 11.7. Oh, my ABV. God. <laughs> so, cheers, everybody. <laughs> cheers. I'm, I'm drinking a an old-fashioned sort of it doesn't i don't have any citrus peel but just it's a it's a whiskey night so john why why have you where did you bring these weird beers home from and where where were you are we are we getting into joy boys territory right now you talking talking joy boys over here i think that's exactly what i'm talking about Ooh, hell yeah it's time to talk about what makes us some joyful some joyful boys that's right sing sing a joyful noise unto the boys that's right that's what uh, we that's what we always say that's always been our catchphrase for joy that's boys. Right. yes with our hands extended in the air <laughs> um anyway yes we both took some trips uh recently that made us feel some joy um i'll get to yours after mine because it's more exciting but i'll just say uh, as we had talked about i think uh last episode of the pod uh, my wife and i just celebrated our anniversary so we did have like a a nice uh, day date that i had referenced on the pod before but the bigger anniversary was uh i mean the bigger celebration was during our actual anniversary weekend we got uh, an airbnb in union pier michigan uh not far from the lake and all those wonderful breweries and all those great things uh, in Michigan. So uh, the house itself was really cool. It was, um, it's a place that these uh, designers called Yellow Brick Home, who uh, Jenny, my wife was, uh, has been a big fan of my wife. Um, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Can't just let it hang there. Um, and they designed this place called the tree house, which was dope. But I was telling Andrew before uh, we started recording that there was like a ladder that you used like a switch uh, attached to a winch to like lower that the kids went upstairs and hang out in that area. You know, there was like a fire pit outside where we had bonfires every night. There was dude, so good, um, you know, just nice design house. They had some vinyl there. I was rocking that. We were bringing home all these nice beers from the breweries we were going to distilleries we were going to. Mm um uh, so getting, i brought getting lit up getting pretty lit having a good time having s'mores getting takeout living the good life um oh. it was like one of those places where the like tv was hidden and it was like oh what's this nice art print on the wall hold on it's a tv uh, a lot Ooh. of cool stuff like that going on hell yeah <laughs> um so it was really fun we had a great few days went to the beach uh had a bunch of beers got back here and it was cold and uh back to work and grinding it out with the kids schedules and school and everything so it was a short-lived but but well-needed respite um yeah 
but it was great. Yeah, dude, that's the part of vacation that is the worst is it's not the fact that it's over. It's the drive back. Mm. It's the coming back from the vacation. It's like, yeah, like it makes me think of that Jerry Seinfeld joke about going to a restaurant and then you 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 order a meal and you're all excited and then you get the check and you're looking at the check and you're like does this look right to you (laughs) i'm not hungry now so why am i buying all this food it's (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) it's like you're like i'm you know uh, the the vacation's over and like i have to do all this driving and like just going back to like all spend all this time like going back to your normal shitty life you know <laughs> i'm yeah, not it's saying like... i'm not i'm not saying your life is shitty saying your normal my shitty normal life. my normal shitty life <laughs> um, no i know exactly i mean it's like the worst version of the sunday scaries you know where it's yes like, yep. you're just dreading the next day and all it's bullshit <laughs> yep yeah anyway. well you know so yeah the beginning of the vacation is always the most exciting which yes. is for me i went to denver Ooh. and it was a two-day trip. I spent, uh, I spent some time getting there and seeing seeing people along the way, and um, I drove through Salina, Kansas, mm. where I grew up for some years in elementary school, and I went to the aforementioned. aforementioned Brahms, where yes. no banana split I, though. No banana. I did not get a banana split. <laughs> I was sort of on a you know, on a a time sure. crunch, so to speak. You know, I had a significant drive. Yeah, <laughs> from from Kansas City to Denver, and you know, but like driving through, people say like, oh, driving through Kansas is so boring, but. On on the way there, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm on the road. Right. I'm listening to music. Yeah. I'm not at home. I'm out of my routine. Right. And so I didn't really care about the long drive. And I had something to look forward to. Right. And I stayed with two wonderful friends that I have met because of the Five Iron com- community, Mary Alice and Phil. And uh, they are, I stayed with them that week and we played games and had drinks and I just felt so taken care of and so loved. Mm. And I hung out with shadow producer, Jason, which we yeah. are going to hear, hear from him in a bit. And I hung out and I got to see Brad from five iron and, uh, Scott from five iron and Leonore and uh andy as well and also john warren who still was allow you know allowing me to hang out with him (laughs) after we did him so dirty on uh (laughs) we we love him and ace we we do we we love we love him and ace so much and you know and i and i said i told him when we hung out I, i hung out with him and scott together i said like that that episode is my like biggest regret of the mm-hmm. pod that I feel like we put the this like the onus of like right. this whole topic 
around him in the band when it was yeah. just like it's not what we were trying to do but it yeah. sort of like came off that way and you know and he's still like uh gives he was like giving me shit and, you know he was like calling himself an incel or whatever <laughs> or whatever we, we were saying you know but you know i think that's his, his least favorite <laughs> observation yeah i mean it, it was tough we were it was it was not but you know i think we were also coming off a, a series of like really tough yeah uh album discussions in recent you know right. the recent stretch and so i think i was just in a i was just in a place but yeah um anyway we don't need to rehash rehash <laughs> that but uh they're just such lovely everybody was so lovely and um got to do some hikes and listen to some uh, andy and i spent an evening in his basement just listening to metal like oh, yeah. we were just like like oh have you heard this band oh have you heard this band let me show you this band and so we were just like listening to all this different all these different kinds of metal um you know speaking of spooky bands we might have yeah. to do a patreon or something on a uh, big fucking thunder <laughs> big fucking thunder we use a uh, halloween core <laughs> side project. yeah it, it's it's sort of like horror core like misfits adjacent yes. but like but like really like grimy and dirty and yeah. uh i don't i don't know how else to describe it but like oh, pretty aggra awesome. yeah. aggressive <laughs> great uh yeah but it was a wonderful wonderful week i got to see the um i got to see the five iron vinyl which i haven't received yet and can just give you yours there on the spot <laughs> No, I think um I don't know how maybe some of it's already been shipped out. I might be yeah, received I might or maybe it's being saved until the all of my stuff is prepared, all the other sure. vinyl and stuff, because I have a variety of vinyl options being sent my right. way. But so you trying some hot sauce with Brad uh yes. Jason, maybe? Yes, yeah. So this guy Danny Cash, uh his his hot sauce spot is where they've been storing the in their warehouse been storing all the records and doing like all, all the packing uh, stuff. Okay. And I snagged a couple actually snagged three bottles of Danny cash hot sauce, which nice. um, what I'm hearing is not this season, but I think on a future season, uh, one of his hot sauces is going to be featured on hot ones. Ooh, oh shit. What's so, the, what's the Scoville on that one, baby. Um, I think it's it's probably like maybe more middle of the road. It's not like one of the okay. it's not like one of the more murdery ones, but it's sure it's still very it's called multiple personalities. Okay. And it has like a picture of Gollum on it. <laughs> That's cool. Gollum Gollum and Smeagol, actually. Right on. And has like <clears throat> like coconut and Ooh. maybe like it's it's really good. It's really good. And it's like ghost peppers, I think. We might have to do another uh, hot sauce taste off at some point. On the I, I I think we might need to. Yes. Yeah. That was a that was fun. We should definitely yeah we should definitely do that again. Yeah. But that was that was my trip. Um, we'll have to post some. About to post some pics and stuff from maybe that from the trip or definitely. Uh, but I, I do have some video that I think I'll post on the Patreon of me and Jason. Cool. And. <laughs> uh of us driving through 
mountain roads and stuff. So it was, Sounds it, was great. Pretty, it was pretty great. Well, I am jealous. I'm happy for you. One day I will join Bro, you every, for such an every, adventure. Everybody was asking about you. Everybody's like, wish we wish John. Where's John? Here Where's John? Where's John? That's what they're saying. Yeah, they especially especially John Warren. He was wondering. He's like, oh man, was Johnny Potts did. here? He didn't say Johnny Potts. I, but he said, <laughs> yeah. But and yeah, I got to see Scott's little studio too, which was pretty sick. Oh shit! Just Dang, guitars man. and and basses and just yeah. Like, just, and like this place is just like ridiculous. Like my fucking garbage ass <laughs> studio down here. <laughs> You're uh. You're in Andy's basement. You're in Scott's studio. You're in Leonard's garden. It's uh, true. Scott's yeah. porch. I mean, these are some. Yeah. These are some good spots. I did. I did get to eat some uh, fresh produce from Leonard's Ooh, garden. Hell yeah! It was yeah, freshly pu- picked. Let me try that again because <laughs> freshly puked. <laughs> freshly picked cucumbers and tomatoes from her yeah. garden. It was, was delightful. It was delightful. Good folks. Those five great folks. kids. Yeah, they're all, they're all right. They're all right. They're I think okay. th- I think these kids will be all right. Hey, they're gonna be. They're gonna, they're be, gonna all right. be. They're gonna be just fine. <laughs> don't you worry about <laughs> those. Kids. Don't you don't you worry, your pretty little head. They'll be just fine. Are we gonna murder them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Not sure what this is. Happy, happy joy. But uh, anyway, no, sure. we were we are joyful about these experiences. Uh True. happy anniversary to you and Jenny. Thanks, Thanks. Um I there's nothing that I love more than celebrating celebrating romantic love. So um yeah, grateful, grateful for you guys and for for your relationship. And uh here's to here's to at least another 12. Hey, cheers. cheers. Thanks, man. I'm glad you got out of the house and on the road. Thanks, bro. Should we should we listen to a voicemail? Because we got a couple of voicemails. I think so. Um, so we have a voicemail line, 872-762-4763, 8727-MACPOD. In a recent episode, I talked about how Danny Stairs had visited me and we hung out and talked about Encino Man. Hey, what's up, guys? Your boy Danny Stairs calling in uh, regarding Encino Man. Um, you're not blowing up my spot or anything by saying I didn't watch it, you know. I'm sure there's plenty of other people in the audience who grew up in Christian households that they didn't get to watch a lot of movies. Whether that was one they all missed as well, I don't know. Uh, but uh, that was one of many things that I was not allowed to watch uh, while growing up. So I missed it, and it was fun to watch it. Um, you know, it, it probably didn't... Uh, didn't hit as much for me as it did for Andrew because I don't have the nostalgia, but it was it was funny and I can definitely place it in that time period and see its place in history. Uh, and I had a lot of good moments. Uh, I do agree with Andrew that there was the the one F slur that I, I didn't appreciate, but again, you know, putting it in the lens of where it comes from to have just the one and being a bad guy. You know, there there are definitely worse things it could have done. So, anyhow, I'm looking forward to the rest of the episode. Magpie for life. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, you know, it's it was a yeah, 1992 was when that movie came out, and you know, there aren't any number, there are any any number of movies that came out 
in late eighties, early nineties, when I feel like that term was used, F gay slur was used with more regularity. Definitely. And I'm not sure kind of like when it stopped, but like, I feel like they, they just sort of, they stopped saying that, but like calling things gay right didn't like it's still it's that that whole thing kept going well into the 2000s yeah unfortunately unfortunately um but 1992 uh we got wayne's world came out as well Mm, hell yeah we got we got beethoven which also got it's got our boy charles groden in it (laughs) it does (laughs) um we got Three Ninjas. John, did you ever watch Three Ninjas? Did I ever this watch was... Three Ninjas? Come on. Of course I did. <laughs> this was during a time when ninjas were like the shit. Everything was yes. about ninjas and surfing ninjas. Uh, did, yeah. did, surf you, ninjas. did you surf ninjas? When did Absolutely, I saw surf ninjas. Come on. <laughs> surf ninjas had uh, Leslie Nielsen in it. That was 1993. So it was like, it's like, oh, Three Ninjas came out. And then it's like, oh, Oh, you have three ninjas? Well, we have surf ninjas. <laughs> surf ninjas. Our ninjas, our ninjas are on surfboards. <laughs> and it had uh, Ernie uh, Reyes Jr. and Rob Schneider, uh, Rob Schneider and Leslie Nielsen and Tone Loke. Tone Loke. I remember Tone Loke saying, "Brothers don't surf" <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what like, a movie. Yeah, there was a uh, when they they there's that scene where they uh, they they used his handcuffs to um to handcuff tone low because he's a police officer mm-hmm. and and they and then they, they show it shows him like with the handcuffs and like he got out of them they're like how'd you get out of the handcuffs he's like uh i swallowed my key i swallowed the key last tuesday it's like how'd you know how do you know you would need it he's like i swallow it every tuesday <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, gro- that's gross <laughs> <laughs> um it was like or so, it was something something to that effect but yeah. I'm like that's yeah uh yeah, Tone Loke has some has some good one line good one liners in that movie. Oh man, remember when Tone Loke was like everywhere for a little while? Yeah, he was, he was like also he was also Ace in Ace Ventura. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's always a police officer or, de- or a detective or something. Yeah, and he's got that like he's got that voice where he sounds like he consistently has like like strep throat. Right. <laughs> a weekend do <laughs> the wild thing. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. What cool yeah. dude. What's he up to? Get him on the let's pod. T- let's get Tone Look on the pod. Tone, Tone Look, what do you think? What do you think about Craig's brother, uh, Craig's brother Devil in the details? <laughs> uh, I think it was great. I don't know. I got no. <laughs> I <had> nothing else. <laughs> That's that is a you know what decent a decent Tone Look impression. I'll I'll take it. It's no funky Cole Medina, <laughs> but it's pretty good. Ace. He just calls us. Yeah. Ace. <laughs> He's he's constantly calling. He calls every, he calls everybody Ace. Oh man, we have another voicemail from our boy Danny Stairs. Hey, what's up, guys? Your boy Danny Stairs here. Uh, Colin just got the end of this uh, episode. I cannot believe how much you guys shit on this album. This is a great album. I I mean, it comes on and it's just so. Oh fuck! I can't even. It was not good. Not good at all. Um, uh, had I ever heard this album, I would have immediately forgotten every other Craig's Brother album. Uh, to be fair, I don't know any of their albums. So, um, 
there's that, but this was just bad. It was way too overproduced, um, way too much of a departure from their from their first album. Um, this was this one may be the worst for me, the the most disappointing at least album of anything you guys have covered. Wow, and that's you know wow. that's saying some things. Yeah. Um, so it, it just didn't do it for me. There was nothing on it that got me excited at all. Um, probably Andrew's top three came the closest, but even those, it was you know they they just they just weren't there for me. Um, so hopefully you know uh, the future of Craig's brother is a, is a little more bright. Um, and I certainly like some of the projects that some of the Craig's 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 brother members have gone on to do. Uh, particularly, I was a, a big fan of Too Bad Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you know this band has had some talented people, and I'd love to hear their their newer stuff uh, that I, I still have listened to. I you guys have alluded to, so I assume that you guys will be covering that. We'll get to hear that and see if they you know if they correct the course um, and and have some something that will be a little more interesting to me. So uh, anyhow, till next week, toodaloo, motherfuckers. Thanks, Danny. Uh, okay, John. So I feel like this is an appropriate time for yeah. us to talk because he didn't he didn't say it, but this is alluding to Lost at Sea, right? Um, and he did say like I hope they corrected course. Uh, they absolutely did. Yes, be and curious, be curious to hear your opinion, Dan, on uh, the Insidious Lie, Insidious or, Lie. or these EPs we're going to be covering today. Yeah, but I mean. It seems like we had this assumption, and I feel like a fair assumption, that our opinion would not necessarily be too far off. And I I think we're we're wrong. It (laughs) seems like people like the record. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, John, I I don't completely understand it. You know, yeah, we got a significant amount of pushback on the old socials including from the craig's brother account who said not sure if i like you guys <laughs> when we posted our uh, lost at sea top three um uh ted slash craig's brother you know we love you um but i i don't know if it was i mean it seems to be a couple of things one that like these are mostly people who've been listening to the record since it came out um and maybe we're like initially some of them um, surprised, but like since then it's become like a classic for them. And they've kind of said stuff like, you know, they think of it as like the Pinkerton to, you know, Homecoming's Blue Album for the Weezer comparison. Like they went into some weird, weirder territory and people were there for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was kind of going off of that interview I had referenced that Ted had given where he said like he had regrets about the production on it and stuff. So, I was kind of, I was sort of following your lead in terms of you being like the fans out there, they're not all sure. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But I hadn't really seen a ton of firsthand yeah. reporting on it, but they, they, there are plenty of people who really love the album. So, yeah. And I like, I would like to just be clear, like Ted himself, if Ted himself said that he has some regrets about the production, I feel like that's where most of our, yes hang-ups were yeah that the the production was disappointing on all around for me but we i feel like we also elevated the lyrics a lot 
Yeah. And we talked about that there was some good substance to the record, yeah. r- regardless of the fact that the delivery of it was just not what we had hoped. And even going back and listening and putting on some of the songs as we prepare our uh, top, you know, our set lists, our right. Craig's Brothers set lists, just back to back listening to the production sonics it's just like it's so different yeah and i don't know maybe people maybe people are into that but i it's i like i said on the record on the on the episode that the record is just it's distracting to me yeah and yeah it's it just feels flat and not saying that because you know i think you'll you not be surprised at something that shows up on my on my set list but you know I think some of those songs would be, I think we talked about like a re-recording or, or something of right. that record because I think it deserves it. I think a lot of those songs deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we'll get into our album rankings later on. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But while there are things that I appreciate about it, it's, it's on the lower end, uh, no spoilers. Um, but when we asked folks, um, about how they'd rank albums. I think it was pretty high up for most people who weighed in. So anyway, yeah. we'll get there. But um, yes, perhaps more love in the world for Lost at Sea than we anticipated. John, do you want to do you want to take a take a stab at this? Because we got an email. We did from you know going to go out on a limb. Uh, Jared Gugnitz. 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 Uh, whatever is that, is, a si- is that a soft G? Is that the is the second G a soft G? Gunitz, Gunitz, probably yeah. Gunitz, Jared Gunitz. <laughs> I'm really glad that we didn't just say Jared or Jared G or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Jared uh, says I only started listening recently for the Value Pack and Goatee Hook album run throughs. I just listened to the songs we didn't write episode and had a couple things to add. Since I haven't heard the latest episodes, apologies if someone already added this info. One April Lassiter, who sang on the X cover, was in the band. Alexi with Kevin 131. I think we did mention that at some point. Uh, for their album, for their first album, Honey Like, Kevin did the producing and music side of it in April, and Laurel Snapper did Vokes. After one album, April left. My impression from reading about the band at the time was that April was more of a hired gun, and the core of the group was Kevin and Laurel. You can see a pic of April uh, and all, and one of all three of them covered in Honey on the Discogs page for this album. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I that was sort of the impression that I had too, was like, she was a vocalist sometimes for some records, but didn't seem to leave too much of a footprint here, but I'll have to check out uh, more of this uh, record he's talking about in the link here. Uh, two, the story about Goaty Hook saying that Stave Zaker was the best band on the tour was a bit of a problem for them because the headliner of that tour was the Supertones. <laughs> Apparently the Supertones or maybe their manager got pissed about Cody saying that from the stage, taking it as a slight against the Supertones rather than trying to prop up Stave Zaker. This was touched on an interview I heard with one of the members of Goaty Hook, but I can't recall which one. That was Joel on Billy Powers' pod, I believe. Yeah. Um, maybe on Mark Solomon's podcast. Uh, that could be also. Goaty Hook also played at least one show on that tour facing backwards after the crowd <laughs> gave Stasek a chilly reception. Yeah, so we touched a bit on uh, the shenanigans yeah. on that tour on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I got to be honest. Like, we've, we've, we, we will probably never discuss the Supertones. No. <clears throat> On this on the pod, I don't know if we end up doing a, a Scott season. I know that there are some Supertones stands out there who think that you know, um, and they do have some. I do have some nostalgia for them, and I do have uh, some appreciation for some of their albums. But like, I got to be honest, like, 
I have not heard a lot of glowing stories no. <laughs> about them. No. Like for all the that they do as they sort of promote themselves as this ministry and this like focusing on preaching and using their music to glorify God. I have not heard lots of in you know positive stories about them. So that yeah. that's another thing that kind of bums me out because that just kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of what we had you know sort of talked about in the five iron season just sort of this um the scene the scene itself that can have some more toxic elements and the way that people present themselves and how they act might be be a little bit different so yeah we've we've talked about the possibility of scott season which i think would be fun, you know, yes. gotta get to our dingies, et cetera. But Ooh, I think if we did that, it would be some sort of truncated version of some of these bands. I don't think either of us are too pumped about going through all those Supertones records. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, we'll see. Um, Jerry closes it out by saying, overall, I enjoy the pod and I would love to hear you guys plow through the discographies of Joy Electric, Starflyer, and Stave Zaker. We, we would also love to do that. All three bands that we've mentioned covering at some point. Uh, yes. You know, I would especially love to go through Starflyer because they're a band that I feel like I have. I, f- I feel like Starflyer and Stavesacre are two bands that I didn't give enough credit to back in the day when I was yeah. younger because they didn't fall into my narrow category of, of what I was listening to. Yeah, if we did an indie season, which we've referenced, uh, Joy Electric and Starflare, I think, fit in there. Stave Zaker, we've talked about. We don't know exactly where they fall, but they may fall in there, too. I don't know. Um, all three bands we would like to get to. So thanks, Jared. Um, Caleb will love our Starflare uh, run. Caleb from the Discord. Caleb uh, would, also, would also love our Supertones, but yeah. <laughs> probably not our particular takes on them. Right. Because he is a fan and... I feel like I feel like Caleb uh, is the one person I, that I you know we tend to get some pushback on our on our on our supertones takes right. and, well, I, was and being, I, I was being sarcastic with the Starflyer thing because he hates them but oh does he <laughs> yes he's always complaining about them on the Discord <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember I, I don't remember that anyway um, anyway um yeah join at one dollar a month on our Patreon if you want to get in on that Discord action oh yeah we got one more email here. Got Robert Snyder weighing in on homecoming. Ooh, I can read this one. Yeah. Uh, He says, I can tell you that before this season, I probably had only thought about Craig's brother maybe twice in the last 20 years. But as soon as I started playing homecoming in preparation for this episode, I was shocked at how familiar the album was to me. I feel like that's like the third time I've heard that from uh, somebody who listened to that episode. It's so weird how music can have that effect. The same way smells can trigger certain memories. Mm, I really yeah. enjoyed rediscovering this album, and I'm curious to see if I remember any of Lost at Sea. Yeah, those, I mean, music and smell are sort of the two biggest unlocking <laughs> hidden childhood memories uh, sensations, right? For sure, man. Yeah, that's, I, you know, one of the things that I did with Jason while we were, while we were driving around the mountains was throw on some old nostalgia early christian records nice and one album that we did talk that jason and i did talk about uh was we we because we listened to a little pfr yes i knew you're gonna say it and i and and he we were, he was talking he's like should i 
Should I do an unoriginal vinyl of Goldie's Last Day? Uh, you 100% like, <laughs> should. 100% Jason. do a Goldie's Last Day pressing. I would, I'm like, do you need me to, do you need me to go and talk to uh, the dude in PFR who lives in Minneapolis? Because like, I'll be like, yeah, we, we got this guy. He's uh, we're, we're fans. He's, he really does right by all the artists and that with when when it comes to pressings and packaging i think it would be really cool you could do some retrospectives about it like Man, that sounds great wouldn't that be awesome i fucking would love that goldie's last day it's got some oh man they're just it's just so good but anyway we might need to do this we've talked about doing a, a pod for rain yes like bonus episode or something for the for the patreon so we definitely need to do that but anyway i was saying uh one of those things that you talk about uh, sounds and things that bring back memories from your childhood. Do you remember the band Guardian? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the, there's this band called Guardian and they had this album called Buzz. Okay. And I listened to it a lot as a kid. Okay. And uh I and so I was like, you know, I'm gonna throw this on, and it sucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, why did I like this? <laughs> I don't remember like it being this, but there's a song called "This Old Man," and uh, this like, old I, man he played sticks, that kind of thing. It, imagine a Christian band trying to be grunge. Mm. It's 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 not good. Hmm. It is not good. It does not hold up. So, um, but yeah, if if anybody wants to, I'm not going to play any Guardian on on our pod. I'm not going to disgrace our podcast with some Guardian. But no, it yeah. sounds vaguely familiar, but it was not. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, not not good. Them so, nails. Them nails is the last song on the on the album. Them nails. Uh, yeah, psychedelic runaway, mm. fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, um, pot, Podian Guardian <laughs> season coming soon. This old pod, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, speaking of Jason, yeah, speaking of Jason, I so I like I said, I got to hang out with our boy Jason for uh, at least a couple, there are a couple days where we hung out. And one day we decided uh, we were, we took a trip and we were driving around and we took a trip to Breckenridge and we sat down, uh, found this house that had, that was like connected to a shop and it was sort of an orange couch. And we're like, this is a cool spot. So we just sat on this porch on this couch nice. under this Colorado flag hanging in the window. And we we're like, let's just chat about some stuff. And the weekend, uh, this coming weekend is Furnace Fest. Indeed. And so by the time this episode comes out, Furnace Fest will be over. Yeah. And there is some stuff that Jason and Unoriginal Vinyl is doing at Furnace Fest that is so interesting and so Mm. wild. Mm. And I'm so interested to see how it turns out. But I'm also just so curious to see how Furnace Fest goes and the the ways that uh, the responses to the bands and which bands deliver because Stavesacre is going to be playing there too. 
you know yep. like i can't remember the last time Stavesacre man playing the lineup just looks ridiculous just looks when we talked of, about it out of control it looks absolutely out of control unwed sailor is going to be playing yeah you know i know some so, bands dropped out i know uh, so, yes true some true. covid concerns but it's fair it's a fair concern it's a fair yeah. concern wish but, we were wish we were there absolutely but uh let's i want to play the conversation that jason and i had in breckenridge colorado coming to you from the big orange couch in breckenridge colorado this is magnified pod and i'm here with shadow producer jason uh jason where are we well, we're at about 9,500 feet in lovely Breckenridge, Colorado, coming to you from a stranger's porch. <laughs> he has a orange couch on his porch, and we thought it appropriate to sit on that orange couch and podcast to you while we watched traffic and lovely pedestrians pass by us. And it is a gorgeous day, uh, blue sky, but mountain weather can change at just about any moment. Fall leaves are changing the best possible time to come to Breckenridge, Colorado is the month of September and you have landed right in the middle of the fall foliage season. It's absolutely astoundingly gorgeous. I'm happy you're here. Yeah, you know, everybody knows that fall foliage season is kind of my vibe and my my reason for living. But we're also, I just want to note that we, so we're on this orange couch on this porch, presumably as part of this storefront next door, This, but it but it, it I, does. Uh, I don't think so. I think somebody lives here. In Probably house. somebody upstairs, maybe. I don't, even in the living room, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're Coloradans here, and we chill wherever the chill is. Mile <laughs> high, am I right? We're almost two miles high. I, I was making a weed joke. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, no, uh, you know. Because cause I made that joke on a previous episode already. Good work. So, but yeah, we got this Colorado <laughs> flag hanging above us, uh, behind the couch, and. Um, yeah, we've been we've been driving around the mountains today. We've been listening to lots of music. Um, speaking of music, just today, uh, by the time this airs, if you uh, this is it's gonna it's already sold out as we speak. But the the Unwed Sailor press pretty much sold out right away. Yeah, actually, by the time you listen to this, I'll have dropped. I think. Three or four more albums? Yeah. Ten days from now? Within ten days? Yeah, because Furnace Fest yes. is going down. And you're... So we're not we're not going to be... Uh, at this point, Furnace Fest is over. And you did something... We don't know how it's going to succeed at this point. It could be a complete failure. <laughs> I love the risk inherent to this. So. Let's just get this on the record now. Yeah. As like, you know, before anything happens just like talking about what you're going to be doing and see see how it actually plays out. I have been advised by more than one person, including the founder slash current president, CEO of Furnace Fest, not to launch records the way that I'm planning on launching these records. So I have three albums that I've worked with Solid State Records to license. Those being Norma Jean, uh, Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child, and also... He is legend, I am Hollywood. And lastly, the Chariot Wars and Rumors of Wars, all of which I decided to launch in augmented reality 
at a concert festival, meaning I'm not oh, yeah. bringing any physical goods with me, and I'm starting a vinyl scavenger treasure hunt. Ooh. The reward of which would be finding me at the festival to purchase the records as a Furnace Fest exclusive. So 500 a day, I will be carrying a messenger bag with me and copies of the record, promo copies, but not final press copies. And the the idea is you have to scan an AR code, which nobody knows what that is yet, but they'll have to figure it out very quickly. Watch a video that will tell people what I'm wearing that day, where I will be, meaning what sets I will be attending. So I'll be attending Unwed Sailor, for instance, you can find me there wearing a certain colored unoriginal vinyl shirt. And if you find me there, I'll have a messenger bag on my person. And you can purchase the record. It's invisible goods, so I'm not bringing any inventory with me. But I will be bringing OB strips with me. So hand numbered out of 500 per day, I will hand you OB strip, which is like a piece of paper that wraps around the spine of a, an LP. Right. They were famous in Japan in the 70s and 80s. And we're going to do 500 exclusive Furnace Fest OB strips per day per record. So that's what your proof of purchase will be. This link that I hold personally is not shareable. It's a private link, and nobody can share it with their buddies online. And the only way to find me is to use the AR technology. So it's it, a dis- it could be a complete disaster, and but, I love it. But what I love about this, and we were talking about this before, that... The only way you can get this record is by physically being at Furnace Fest, actually finding you and going through this whole process. You're, you're not – this. people can't be like – this isn't something that's simultaneously launching online. You, it's not going to be at any merch tents. No, you no... have to be in this place. So all of the people that would seek to – uh, just like from the comfort of their own homes, purchase as many as they can to price gouge and flip them. That is, uh, you're going to make people work for They it. don't have that option. Right. And for me, it's like going back to the fun days of going to a show at Cornerstone or yeah. at a, a club show where the only way you could buy that seven inch was by being at that tour, right? buying it from the merch table. Or in this case now we've, advance the technology enough to the point where even that model might be a little stale so we can just prevent an inconvenience of having to carry vinyl around in the 900 degree heat of alabama or the 900 degree heat of the middle of bushnell illinois right (laughs) now all of that will be shipped to you when you get home and you don't have to carry anything with you besides a piece of paper that says i was there i bought two copies right and once the 500 copies are gone and I'm all out of my OB strips, like, they're gone. They're not coming back. And I want people to freak out about this. I want, when this episode airs, to, for people to have been so incensed and angry or so curious or just talking about unoriginal vinyl for an entire weekend. If you are at a concert festival and you want to buy exclusive merch from the band whatever, All Time Low... You're thinking about buying that band's merchandise for the five minutes you're sitting in line. Yeah. But if you're doing a scavenger hunt that changes every day and there's a new record dropping every day, I have the impressions, I have the people thinking about what is this? What's the big surprise tomorrow? The entire festival all along, like the whole time. I think it's pretty genius. And I think 
the people who are nervous about it. I, I mean, I think this is going to be pretty successful. Uh, we've got some motorbikes in front of us. Oh my god! I don't people. think I don't think it. I think it has as equal amount of chance to fail miserably as it does to succeed phenomenally. Which is I think I great. think I think the records that you're pushing though are the records that. I mean, it, if it was like a whatever record, people would be like... Or a repress. It's not. Yeah. These are all first time on vinyl release. Yeah, so people are not people are not going to stop until they get their hands on uh, their that strip to confirm that they purchased it. Sure. I have to do nothing in this process besides be approached by people. Right. They might be very angry with me if it's 7 p.m. <laughs> and they missed out. Right. But we can settle that score in the under oath pit. <laughs> frankly there you there you go you want to settle up let's do it um are there any bands that you're excited to see so before we move on i just yeah. want to i think this is fucking genius that's cool as hell man i don't know how this went down at all yeah uh because we're recording this like the weekend right before it happens yeah and i think well, first off, these these albums are albums that all of these people are going all of the people going to Furnace Fest are going to be clamoring for. I mean, first off, I I alone am incensed that I will not be able to get my hands on a copy of <laughs> Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child, because that Norma Jean record rules. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think this is smart. And I and I think anytime there's some sort of new advancement in in a technology or something kind of left of center in terms of like, is this this is kind of weird. This is kind of difficult. Is anybody gonna go for it? Like right. yeah, yes. The people that want these records, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh producer Jason out there in the streets just innovating innovating all over the place um i think he's got a good sense of what his audience aka our audience wants and i would i hear him on the like there's so many question marks that it's like there are possibilities for it to fail but i feel like it's uh, i don't know i i feel like people will be very excited by this idea and i think it i i predict along with you that it will be a successful gamble so but also i I think at some point the this and I don't know maybe this is maybe this is bad maybe this is it's neither bad nor good but I think the idea of going to a show and not having to carry shit around like especially like vinyl or whatever yeah if if bands don't need to haul around a shitload of merch from show to show and they can just have shirts or whatever and not have to worry about any of that carrying around vinyl on in like tour buses or vans or whatever and that being sort of inconvenience but the idea that they can just be like you know swipe your card here and it'll ship directly from yeah the manufacturer you don't have to carry it at the show bands don't need to haul it around anywhere right i I think that's honestly a great idea tables don't get slammed up at the end of the show of people trying to like hold out and wait until the end of the show to like get stuff yeah uh honestly i think he 
is that's why I'm saying innovating because I feel like how hasn't somebody else talked about this before? Maybe they have. Like obviously it's new to us this concept at least. So sounds pretty cool. Yeah, man. I would definitely not want to be in the middle of Alabama in the <laughs> in like September carrying around like a dozen records, like trying right. to be like I want to get in the pit, but I have <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know. no, that sounds awful. I will yeah. say I uh, texted him today and said, you'll have to report back uh, for the pod about how everything goes. This is before I knew all the details of what he was doing exactly. And he wrote back, the pod is an illusion. This life is an illusion. <laughs> the fact that you put your faith in technology makes you an illusion. Only illusions are illusions. So he's in a good headspace already. <laughs> <laughs> that's this is about as jason of a text yeah, as you yeah. can get <laughs> sounds pretty right yeah anyway so we'll see anyway, how it goes good luck buddy. yeah 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 so we we go on to talk a little bit about uh who's playing and who he wants to see yeah other than unwed sailor unwed sailors definitely now at the top life in your way was but they they just dropped um i'm mostly just uh thinking about Juliana Theory doing Emotion is Dead yeah. straight through will be really cool. Yes. And John and I are supposed to see that in Chicago with May. Yeah. So here's hoping that happens. A uh, Let's see. Andrew WK, of course. Sure. Mineral Appleseed cast. Just a lot of the emo stuff that emo never makes up. its way around Nuts. on tour anymore at all. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's all very exciting to me. Mineral would be exciting. You know, <laughs> that's probably the first time anybody's ever said mineral would be exciting. I don't know. You're in Breckenridge, Colorado. There's a lot of rock shops here. That's true. They do sell rocks. They are and gems uh, and minerals. They all are pressing, uh, pushing the the mineral lifestyle. Yeah. So you know, to be honest with you, it's a really good networking opportunity for me to talk to bands and show them a portfolio of stuff that I've worked on or would currently like to work on. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take that opportunity to just network a bunch with both the fans who want to buy records from me and then the bands, quite frankly, who want to buy records from me as well. Yeah. Some of the bands that are going to be at the festival, he is legend. I'm releasing their record. Right. And they haven't played together in six or seven years, something like that. So to meet the band and show them their work in person is really fun. A lot of these bands, Living Sacrifice, Juliana Theory, I've done records for them, but we've only Zoom called. Right. And that's been the extent to which we've interacted so far. So to see them yep. in person and shake their hand or hug them is kind of be kind of a thrill for me. Yeah. So, but the experiment will will undoubtedly be proven, hopefully successful. Undoubtedly, hopefully is not a good thing to say together in the same <laughs> sentence. I don't know, honestly know how it's going to go. Yeah. I have no idea. But at the very least, this is going to be a. Uh, a festival for the ages. What I want people to say is we've never seen it done that way. Even if sure. they're infuriated by it, and even if they're going like, what is this AR thing? Why did we have to find... You mean the guy who was standing next to me at the festival had a record that I've wanted my whole life? Are you? Do you mean to tell me that I didn't know that he was standing next to yep. me the whole time? Yep. I want all of that talk to make all of the vendor tables jealous. This is why is everybody talking about this crazy scavenger hunt happening in in augmented reality? Like, what is going on? I want them to be scratching their heads, and I really want the paradigm to shift on how you could release a record. You know, uh, Jason and I continue our conversation, and 
we talk about some other things, including the fact that we're on a big orange couch, and we decided to talk about Nickelodeon for a bit. So I'm going to post this whole conversation up on the Patreon um, for for those people who subscribe to that behind-the-scenes content. You can hear me and Jason finish that conversation and talk about um, some Pete and Pete and uh, yeah. other and other Nickelodeon things. Get that exclusive snick content. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more about how the weekend goes. Absolutely. Uh, John, is there uh, anything else you want to say before we move on? Because I think we got some pretty dope EPs we need Ooh. to talk about, bro. Yeah, we do. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. Let's do this. All right. When we come back, we will not be talking about Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> we will be talking about devils in the details Ooh. and ep epidemic yeah. or epidemic by craig's brother yeah hey i'm joe and i'm a composer and a musician that's why we call you the maestro and i'm will i'm a literal doctor but don't trust this guy with your ailments no i study comic books but it still counts <laughs> We're a couple of creative kids who host the podcast called Common Creatives. We dig deep into filmmakers, musicians, books, and characters, really all types of artistic works and the people who make them. We break apart the art we love to see what makes it tick. Basically, we give you the definitive take on whatever or whoever we're discussing. All opinions are definitive and final. So check out Common Creatives wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back. Man, even that little intro is getting me hyped. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We're talking two different EPs. Yes. Epidemic or EP Edemic and mm. Devils in the Details. Released 15 years apart. Yeah. Um, and as John said at the top of the show, height of the Bush administration for the epidemic and uh, height of the Trump administration for Devils in the Details. And you get a little bit of that Ted flavor <laughs> and Ted anger on these yes. two records. Indeed, you do. And um, I am I am so here for it. This this scratches that itch, bro. And I gotta say, if their new record is anything like like the kind of stuff that they're talking mm-hmm. uh, on on these records i'm so here for it so and like i know that the other ep was released between um lost at sea and the insidious lie but still even that ep was more of a return to form after lost at sea yes i feel like both of these eps and the insidious lie sort of cement them as one of the more political bands of the christian scene uh, even if, I mean, if you even want to call them part of the scene by the point of these records, I guess, but boy, they are, they are firing in all punk protest cylinders uh, with these couple records. And I'm, I'm really excited to have this kind of be our capstone here in the Craig's brother discography discussion. We already covered uh, the EP keeping it real um, in the early years uh, record Patreon episode we did. So this is these are the very last records we have of Craig's brother uh, until that new one comes out. And when it does, 
we'll report back on the pod. Uh, oh, 100%. But yeah, I think, uh, I think their most recent record, Devils in the Details, has us both excited about the direction that they're headed in. Yeah. Um, but should we start out with Epidemic? Absolutely, yes. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, the bros in the Craig's Bro at the time? At this or point? We, at yeah. this point in 2004? I think uh, more or less uh, intact from where they were at prior to that. Um, I think they, I think we got, I think Steven Newfeld is he. Steven's in the mix here. Steven's in the mix. Um, he wasn't previously uh, in the mix at on Lost at Sea. Okay, that's right. Yeah, he's got some, he takes over some vocal parts uh, in one song here. I think he's a great addition to the band he's still in the band um yeah i feel like um by the time that we get the devils in the details steven is the only he's like the sole guitar player credited on that record um but uh but heath is still on drums here whereas juice cabrera will take over for him on the next record but yeah here steven has been added in so um yeah. solid band uh solid dudes in this iteration of the band this was Released on July 1994 on Takeover Records, uh, produced by Mike Green, who hadn't done much at that point, but went on to produce Paramore and Rufio and some some heavy hitters of that era, uh, recorded at the Green Room in Hollywood. Um, and I think it sounds good. Um, yeah. I will get to how this sounds maybe versus Devil in the Details, but I actually maybe prefer the sound on on this record. I don't know. We can get into it more. Uh, Controversy. Maybe. There's some elements that I like about this versus the other one and vice versa. Um, But overall, I I think the sound is nice here. As we've said, this is kind of, you know, the insidious lie was sort of, I was saying, kind of halfway between the production of Homecoming and Lost at Sea. And I think this is sort of continues in that. This is closer to insidious lie than it was Lost at Sea. Um, Yes, definitely. But uh, definitely in the songwriting style, closer to, yeah, uh, Insidious Lie. There's, I'll just say this up top. I, I definitely prefer Devils in the Details. Um, yes. But even though there's a couple songs here that don't do a ton for me, there are, uh, you know, a few that I'm really, really into. So, yeah. Uh, so we, uh, so we have five songs on on epidemic we have five songs on devils in the details mm-hmm. i i went ahead and just ranked all five you know it doesn't really matter because i can just stop at my top three if we want to but i just decided okay i'm just gonna rank. do that too yeah i'm just gonna rank all of them sure i'll do that um so why don't we start with Ten Thousand miles
would be my number five. <laughs> okay. This is my number three. Okay. There's some good riffage happening yeah. on here. There are other stronger songs on 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 the record. Um, but I think it has it has, I don't know. I think it's probably be there's probably like a a pop rock thing going on here for you that maybe you're not yeah, so yeah. much into, but that I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. Sure. Um, kind of in, lyrically in the a similar vein to some stuff that we were hearing on Lost, Lost at Sea yeah. and relationship struggles. Yes. And but I don't know what what do you what do you take from what do you take from this song? Um, I mean overall it, it's pretty good. It doesn't do a ton for me. I don't think there's any bad songs on this record, but it's, you know, like uh, probably for the reasons you're suggesting at the lower end for me, uh, it just doesn't really like click into place on a, on a next level for me. There's some cool guitar parts. I like that. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's about it, an end of a relationship, um, certainly in keeping with where he's at uh, on Lost at Sea in terms of kind of how he's talking about relationships uh in yeah. some of these songs the next one's called bad marriage like <laughs> pretty pretty on the nose in terms of yeah. what he's dealing with i mean i do think what he says about it here assuming that this is ted i think these are this is like credited to the whole band i think again for these songs um but i wanted to believe i lost myself it's kind of how it closes out like that he wanted to believe in this relationship and you know things were going but in the process of like wanting to believe that they were a good match he lost himself in the in the context of that relationship i think is kind of what the suggestion is which i think is an interesting and poetic and, and sad way to sort of look back on things um i will say song wise the ending is my favorite part uh could we hear it like 236 uh i think like the guitar in particular is doing some some cool stuff at the end of the song I like this a lot. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, it it this song is sort of similar to me uh to set free on Lost yeah. at Sea. Yeah. That sort of admitting ways that maybe he messed up or yeah. blew it or uh, could have been better. Um, right. At least that's how I, I kind of interpreted. Yeah, I think um, so. Uh, I, I tried so hard to make you think like me and maybe just like thinking that they were compatible or that they were similar or that they, they could make it work, which is, I think what you were trying to say that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I love the part where he says I lost myself and that there yeah. was, Maybe that was that was part of it. So mm-hmm. uh, there's some some good stuff in here for people who could stand to be a little bit more insightful when it comes to their relationships and um, you know realizing that a that a partnership is not fixing somebody or making somebody uh, better or different or mm-hmm. like them. And yeah, uh, I think this is there's some there's some self awareness in here that I that I appreciate and it's the some of that stuff that I, you know, admit my own, my own flaws when it comes mm. to my marriage, you know? So, yeah. uh, I, that's, it's something I appreciate. I don't know. Maybe there's just a, 
<laughs> maybe this that's just the thing that like i i gravitate towards the songs sure um i still appreciate that yeah. about them though i mean i yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about this a bit but i feel like there's a sort of bitterness on lost at sea and you yes. know years later on insidious lie it's looking back on it a little differently and it feels like this is maybe halfway between those perhaps yeah. so yeah yeah but going from that to bad marriage so Baselines. Yeah. This is my my number five. Okay. This will be my number four. Okay. Um, Yeah. It's a a shift from the first song. I think being, being at a place where you're like, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't stop you. You know, how can I stand to watch you give up on being happy? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to, uh, I want to do what I can to make you happy, but it's almost like at the same time, he's like, but I'm not going to give up my life at the same, you know, to, right. to, you know, so there's like, there's, there's what I see as this song is like an impasse. Like we can't, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's almost like, and that kind of is, even though the line sounds a bit tough, you know, I think one of us might be sleeping with the enemy is almost like we're both, to blame maybe we're both maybe we're both wrong and that's just and that's like but who knows who's wrong but it's just not working yeah i agree that was my take as well i was wondering what you kind of thought about that but i think it's i think the suggestion is anybody be the enemy it's sort of like a subjective thing it's maybe how they're both thinking about it and maybe they're both in the wrong as well as in the right so that's, that was my interpretation. I wondered what you thought. There's also, there's some cryptic words. I mean, he says, words in a dusty volume, strange beyond comprehension, how they're rectifying my life, filling the spaces in me. I'm like, is he talking about the Bible? <laughs> it's like a literal book. Is this about like sort of the book of like marriage, like committing to your marriage? I don't know. I, I couldn't quite, there's some poetic stuff going on here. I couldn't quite wrap my head around all of it. Yeah. Um, he also says, you know, and this is where it's like, maybe similar to insidious lie you know he's got the lines don't turn your back you're dancing on my shoes which feels similar to what he says on insidious lie says, was i dancing on your toes or on my own um this suggests still more bitter you know like yeah the closure line on insidious lie is more about like a question like were we doing this together and this one is more like you are doing it to me (laughs) um so maybe a little more bitterness here um 
Yeah, I, I wonder if there's like, I've I've thought about this like the these two lines about dancing like, is this like an allusion to the wedding? To to use this sort of imagery twice, it, yeah. it, it can't be that this there's like there's got to be some significance here. Yeah, to the right. to dancing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it is a good metaphor for how marriage works uh, and works well or doesn't work well, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, lots to lots to unpack here. I feel like musically, I really like the energy in the opening, but that isn't yeah. quite sustained for me uh, throughout the rest of the song. Um, as I said, there's this cool bass line that comes in in like the yeah. second half of the chorus that I really like. But other than that, there's not like a ton. Yeah, going on I for like me. I like the the way the the drum beat kind of changes up when yeah. he says, and I think one of us might be sleeping with the enemy yeah there's a it's just it's there's it sounds kind of cool yeah i think that's i think that's a, that's interesting enough yes. to be like like oh that's that's cool they did he just didn't stick with the it was right. like i think it's cool I mean, it's uh, it's evidence of what we talked about throughout these episodes that like their song structures are always interesting. They're doing yeah, interesting yeah. things. There's tempo changes. The drums always shred. I mean, Heath is great and Juice continues to be great. After that, the drums are always a highlight for me. So Juice, Juice, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. But I like, oh, I should say uh, Aaron Bond uh, did background vocals on this one. Ooh, um, uh, a bro? Well, See? E-R-I-N bond. I assume she's or he. Usually it's not a he oh. with an E-R-I-N. I don't know. Oh. Um, oh, I didn't see. I didn't I didn't know. Uh, I didn't see that. So usually Sister? I don't know. I mean, she Wife? also Ex-wife? has a, I don't know. I assume there's a Ted connection there. That would be weird otherwise. Um, and they also have a credit on uh, Insidious Lie, but I don't really notice the background vocals being particularly different on this one. So anyway. Huh. That's um, I like this next song more than this one. <laughs> long way. so many cool guitar riffs uh this would be my number three yeah this is my number four okay um so do we we i can't i feel like we have a pretty close our 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 three four and five are sort of yeah switched you had ten thousand at five yeah we both had bad marriage at four uh i thought you had that at five no, I had it. Oh, sorry, sorry. I four, yeah, I mean, long way. Your long ways at three. Yeah, I'm making this way more confusing than it needs to be. 
um yes three for me four for you on this one yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know i feel like yeah just immediately from the like that's cool yeah. and then the yeah. i mean that rules yeah uh it does some interesting things in the song i feel like they're, they're doing i'm like perking up more on this track at least um yeah. for me on on this one um it also the bridge i think there's a really cool chord progression could we hear like two minute mark I like when they do these big sort of like powerful chords that yeah. just sustain with the like little like on top of it. I think that's a really cool combo whenever they do that. Uh, the noodling on top of the big chords. Can you hold the words you keep? It's a simple trust. Should I be an optimist? Is it your lust? Can you keep your promises? I don't know what's oh, going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on either. Uh, you know, it's a course we must pursue and I'll be waiting on the other side for you. You're not alone. I don't, I don't know what this song's about. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't, I can't decipher. He keeps talking about, you know, taking the leap. Um, and I don't know if that's the leap, meaning the end of the relationship. Is it about death? You know, he's like, there's hope for those who leap. I'll wait. I'll be waiting on the other side for you. I don't understand what the lust is though. The I, lust I, I, is in there, which is confusing um he repeats we're not alone a lot i don't know i don't know exactly i don't know what the promise is whose promises yeah is it god i I don't know i don't know i I, this could be one that's sort of like the leap as applied to belief or belief for something after death or after the death of a relationship if it's more metaphorical i don't know i I don't don't know exactly what's going on but i think it's interesting yeah there's cool stuff going on and after all that sort of sort of depressing stuff and those minor chords we heard in the bridge it ends on this sort of hopeful sounding major chord so i think that's interesting you know that the the sustaining idea is that we're not alone even if it's like talking about taking this leap which might be like the end of something so anyway it's it's an interesting one uh do you know what else is an interesting one (laughs) tell me epistemology give me headlines that grab and shocking detail where no one will see I can't tell which is news and which is retail it all looks the same to me and it's said with urgency so it must be true and you must accept it from their point of view you better hop on board or miss the grand Oh, this is my number one. My number one too. Oh man, the song rules. Uh, yeah, it it rules. 
so much. I <laughs> I love I love so much about this song. Uh, it's it's dense with critiquing um, the media and mm-hmm. consumerism mm-hmm. and presumably the war machine yep. and political parties and nationalism. Yep. Uh, it's got, it's got, it's got this song, everything. this song has everything. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, it's I love it. It's got, it's got these great punk protest song lyrics. Yeah. Like we talked about in insidious lie, you know, very much of the Bush era as we were talking about. And like we talked about last week, you know, I feel like this, so this is 2004. Yeah. It's calling the inception of this sort of, Fox News social media oh, landscape man. where these agendas get pushed, propping up the lies of a corrupt administration. Like he's calling that out as it's sort of happening. And the and as yeah, as you said, connected to capitalism and calling out the patriotism of those who question that. Um it's great. And then musically, like I like the pre-chorus and the chorus a lot. It's really catchy. Just like this cool combination of they have a lot of sort of darker protest songs. And this one is unmistakably a big protest song but like also very catchy and like driving and fun um but yeah it's another one which is like again the years since then all this stuff that he's calling out has just gotten so much worse in terms of media pushing business interests and yeah um yeah i there's several things that i want to call out uh the ending is like a slowed down version of the chorus and then it adds background vocals and then it adds gang vocals on top of that. Yeah. And then goes into double time for the last part uh, at like four minutes. Could we hear some of that? Cause it rules so much. 100%. <laughs> That rules. Excellent. Excellent. Ugh, so Just good. repeating. That's how money is made. Yep. Uh, it, but also I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm wondering if Ted had been reading the, the book manufacturing consent. Oh yeah. Um, which was a, a book by, uh, co-authored by Noam Chomsky. Definitely and... read that in college when I had <laughs> big ideas. It was like essentially talking about, uh, uh, media and and the the use of it to promote propaganda and right but there's also the line too um those who propagate fear promote mass consumption all the publishers desire so the proof is not required ted was talking about fake news before fake news was was even a thing bro no that's what i'm saying he's like seeing it as it's incepting and it's gotten i mean it's led us to where we are now which is yeah the darkest timeline you know, um, there's, I don't know, I don't remember who it was on Twitter that this year, um, somebody said on, it was like the day after 9-11, the, you know, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, someone said, if you could go back 20 years to the day after 9-11, what would you warn people about? Hmm. And someone said Fox News. Yeah, for real. Oh boy, everything's bad. Um, but we've got Craig's brother calling it out, which helps. Uh, yes. We should also say the title itself. There's like five things going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's obviously a play on epistemology, the idea right. of like the study of knowledge, right? That's kind right, of right. It. And so it, ep, much like epidemic, is EP, and then there's piss in there, <laughs> and then dumbology. So EP, piss, dumbology. That's I mean, there's yeah. a lot there. Uh, but yeah, there's. But wait, hold on. Where's a? Uh, uh, but. <laughs> 
it's a but the, we, i think we didn't really call out the and that's how consent is made from the millions of morons yeah. so long as the bills get paid no one He's will pissed. question it's so good man it's, it's so, so good. good from the millions of morons it's so great <laughs> i'm so here for I'm, I'm so here for this version of ted yeah, yeah. uh we bend half truths and fabricate mm. a war mm. if yep. the details don't pan out we can smash all those who doubt we just read let's just read the whole song i know i was like uh <laughs> let's keep going so it must be true and you must bow down to the red white and blue you better hop on board and join the great crusade that's uh i think that part is steven singing too and he sounds great there so yeah the the also didn't didn't bush invoke the word crusade probably pretty, it sounds like I'm something pre- you do yeah i thought there was i thought there was a invoking of of the uh, the w- term crusade back in back some years ago uh, a headline i see from 2001 says crusade reference reinforces fears of war and terrorism <laughs> so oh, cool, cool, cool 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 that's and when he awesome. vowed to rid the world of evildoers yeah um, it's like the the, the nuclear 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 war is the next the the, the, the was it with the what was the phrase that he kept saying that could come in the form of a a mushroom cloud right uh, yeah, yeah. that he kept he kept <laughs> but yeah it's just like stop stop talking stop promoting this fear you piece of shit yeah cool dude um super cool dude but at least he's painting now and yeah and so i guess that makes good, him yeah. not a war criminal yeah he's friends with ellen everything's good everything's great um our he shirt gives, number he one gives, he gives uh he gives candy to michelle obama and right. that's it's adorable so that's fine. <laughs> he's not he's not a monster no uh flag down oh this uh Oof. ready for some more fire <laughs> This is my number two. Me too. Uh, this really is wavered. such a slow burn, bro. It's great. I'm I, I'm so in for the slow burn. I went back and forth on whether this or epistemology is my number one. Ultimately, I think there's more I like about epistemology, but man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dark vibe. Uh, it's guitar parts are just building and building as you're yeah. saying. I think the sound of the guitar is really cool. Yes. And then yeah, beginning with the like second part of the verse where it starts doing the ding, 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 ding. Oh, man, it rolls. Yeah. Um, you know, there's changes in tempo here, like we were saying. Uh, I like the harmonies throughout. They sound great. Yeah. But by the time he gets to the pulling your flag down chorus, I'm just like, ooh, I think I just got some chills. <laughs> this is like powerful yeah. shit, man. Yeah, man. I, I wrote a song back in college almost around this exact same time mm-hmm. uh 
called a song called this cloth creates enemies oh yeah and i and it has this layered chorus part that comes towards the end uh where i i repeat pull that shit down oh there we go you guys are on the same wavelength we are on the same wavelength in 2004 (laughs) for sure yeah i just the idea of this repeated I'm pulling your flag down. It's it's simple, but it's so anthemic. Like it feels like it taps into that feeling I had at the time of just being like feeling like a, a stranger in this country of people that I was just like, what's happening here? Um, you know, and- in this, you I don't think people re- would. I mean, some people might not realize. I know. I think a lot of our listeners are our age or a little older, so they they know this very well. But like. Post 9-11, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. the, the pressure to display American flags. Yeah. It you couldn't drive. There were some neighborhoods, there were just like flags literally everywhere. Right. And so to have this in like a post 9-11 uh ramping up to war time in the country to mm-hmm. talk about pulling your fl- pulling people's yeah. flags down as a christian that, band as a christian oh come on man that is that takes that takes balls yeah that takes that takes some guts to to put that out there yeah i mean this uh, is certainly another in the in the protest song in the midst of the you know bush's war under false pretenses uh canon uh for yeah, for yeah. them uh I'm going to be reading a lot of lyrics. I think we both are <laughs> this episode, but I just yeah. want to read this one part that just like hit me particularly hard. He's like, I want to speak clearly without fear of recompense. And I want you to hear me without building your defense. And I want to see through the smoke that hides your eyes. And I want you to notice all the fear and all the pain that shines through all the lies. I'm just like, Ooh, man, he's, he's bringing the fire here. Um, yeah. And I did not obviously know about this record at the time, but if I did, it would have been important to me. <laughs> oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. For for sure. If I if I if I knew these per, these two songs, epistemology and flag down, if I knew these songs existed yeah. at this exact same time, right? I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> Was this so? Did you first hear these EPs like this year? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. well, I mean, no, this EP I did. Okay. But right, I, right. I heard I mean, I, recently. I, yeah. When it came out. Yes. Devil's in the details. I heard when it came out. Yeah. Um, but st- and was getting super excited. Yes. And that was when I was like, oh man, I can't wait till we can talk about Craig's brother at some point. Hell yeah. Well, that's, that's epidemic. I don't know. As I said, some parts work for me more than others, but boy, those last two songs really work yeah, for me and they're both of our shared top two so yeah that makes correct. sense um bro we got to get to devils in the details now just Let's right away because uh obviously opens with follow your heart which is the sort of the parody pastiche of yes. the opening of this season this little segment of the season and uh i gotta say man i love every song on this ep and the fact that this is what they released most recently yeah um gives me like a lot of excitement that this current lineup is going to be producing stuff of the same caliber and quality and i'm just so i'm just so into it 
and there's just so much there's so much to discuss on all of these songs <laughs> yeah there is. so all right let's uh let's get into follow your heart and then we'll get into some details of this ep my number two number one now i'm, oh, now I'm in, intrigued to see what your number one, well i guess i might know but <laughs> you don't even have to guess bro <laughs> yeah okay i know okay well we've got our one or two swapped anyway what a great okay. song this is <laughs> oh it's so good and okay for those of you who haven't watched the music video so ted wrote this song for his daughter maylin and oh my god it makes me <laughs> emotional every time i watch it i don't yep. have kids I don't want kids, but like watching, watching a, a, his daughter hear this song for the first time and get yeah. super emotional. Yeah. Uh, and like, the, she's like, she's like, if this makes me cry, I'm going to come punch you. And she's like, you're such an asshole. <laughs> she's like, it's like so, what like, I hope Ted Bond's daughter is like, basically. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I mean, it's so fucking adorable and emotional, yeah, and it like, yeah. and it like ends, it ends the 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 video with her saying, "I really needed this today," yeah. and I'm just oh, like, God. I'm like, it just Whew. it gets me, it gets me so, it gets me so deep in my feels, and I just love it so much. And the the music video is shot really well, yeah, and it's yeah. so intense, and he's wearing an MXPX T-shirt, yeah. and <laughs> it's all working very well. It, um, yeah, it's all it's all working for me. We talked about this a little bit when it came out in 2019, and there were no other Craig's brother videos for us to discuss over the course of this podcast so far. This is the first one, and boy, what a good one to have to talk about. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, the whole conceit of the thing is that he's playing for her live for the first time the song and capturing her on video. She does it. She's obviously crying. She goes through it, and he's crying by the end, and we're all crying. Um <laughs> But it also is cutting away to this, you know, proper video of them playing the song and it rules. It looks super cool. Just everything about it is great. What a great song. What a great video. It's such a ripper. And then it's also so emotional. And yeah, it really does hit me as a parent. You know, like I think you're saying anybody could see this and be moved by it. But this is this is what I hope for my kids, too. And this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm getting emotional talking about it, actually. <laughs> like this is what 
I would love to give them a gift like this. You know what I mean? And yeah, I would yeah, like yeah. love to get a gift like this from my parents. So anyway, yeah. what a fucking great song. I'm so excited about their yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. The song rules. I just, I love it. Yeah. And of course the line we mentioned in the previous episode, don't let the masses wear you down. Right. Right. Um, and uh, so, and there's also this sort of like play on words, this like, you know, cause he kept, he keeps saying, you know, may you always be the brave one. May all mm-hmm. your dreams be great ones. Um, but then he says, may you follow your heart M E I her cool. name. So right. it's like, so it's like this, this sort of clever turn of phrase, like, yeah. you know, may you do all these things, but then he speaks directly to her. May you follow your heart. Yeah. I'm Oof. just like, God damn it. I love yeah. it, Ted. I love, I love it, it so much. But like, so may, may you set the world on fire with yeah. words of unvarnished power. Oof, like God. it's it's so good. So good. I'm just it's here so... for everything about this. Like, yeah, yeah. If it was just this sort of moving tribute to his daughter, that would be great. But the fact that it is such a ripper and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's such great energy and the dynamics, and as we've talked about, like a great signifier of their sound now and where they're going. Yeah. It, it yeah. just all hits so hard so yeah but also you you got to realize too that like throughout this music video he's like there's like it's interspersed with like pictures of her as a yeah. kid and, and just like oh god it's like it's pulling the heartstrings in every single way possible and i'm like i don't know how this video doesn't have way more views than it, yeah. than it does it really is sort of shocking to me that it doesn't have more more views because it's just such I feel like this is the exact kind of thing that the internet loves about, right. <laughs> about this kind of thing. Yeah. I would have thought, I mean, I, I remember seeing plenty of headlines and stuff about it and people talking about them again, which is great, but yeah, I would hope that this would be a viral moment. Um, still what a great sort of reintroduction to uh, the larger culture for, for the band. And yeah. as we made those comparisons to MXPX, it feels very much like let's ride in terms of sort of like, Here's a great song, a mature sound from a band that's been around forever, kind of firing all on all cylinders, like hitting hard, but still hitting you emotionally. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely, and Five Iron even could fall into that. Um, so anyway, very much in keeping with the like bands who we loved who are putting out new stuff that's like maybe better than anything they've done. Um, big fan of the song in this record, uh, which we should say came out on November 22nd, 2019 on Indie Vision Music, uh, produced and engineered by Danny Balistaki. Uh, this is his only credit as a producer, which is interesting. Um, also co-produced by Ted and Steven, um, recorded at Rev9 Recording Studios, mastered by Jason Livermore at The Blasting Room, uh, who we've talked about on the pod before. He also did Slick Shoes Wake Up Screaming and Ace Troubleshooter's debut album. Um, I think it sounds good. Now, <laughs> you were saying it was controversial that maybe I would say there are parts of it that don't sound as good to me. Like, I think the drums sound great. Sometimes I feel like the guitar is a little muted on the record. Maybe the vocals huh. too. I don't know. It just doesn't sound as like open after hearing that that big sound on Epidemic that we just heard. But I still think it sounds great. And maybe yeah. I'm just complaining about nothing because I'm comparing these two like different records back to back but um as i mentioned steven is the sole guitar player credited here like it says ted just did the vocals um which is interesting uh steven also I mean, did. yeah he's like plays in the music video though there's like right i'm sure he's playing but it's interesting that he's credited that way i'm sure you know he plays live and everything still too and i don't know how much he 
you know, he's he, he's credited his vocals, Stephen's credited his background vocals, but I'm sure he he must play. There's a lot of guitar sound on here. So I don't know. Uh, as we mentioned, Juice on drums on this record, he had replaced Heath earlier, but then Heath came back in when they reunited. However, Juice replaced him full-time in 2012, and he's still the drummer today. One other thing I want to call out is the artwork. Yeah. Um, that cover image uh, by Jake Messler is an illustration of like, at the top, it starts as like a church building with rays of light coming from crosses uh, and that moves down and like changes shape. And by the bottom of it, it's like a devil face. <laughs> yeah. And that's like a very provocative image. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I think it's, it speaks to exactly what I think a lot of people of faith on the left have seen evangelicalism slowly morph into. Right, right. And I, I think that there's, uh, that's kind of what the title of this album is yeah. talking about. Like, yep. like, are you Christian in name only? And right. you go back to insult to injury very first album yes <laughs> ted has not stopped talking about this all of these or like harping on these these same issues and yep. i'm here for i'm here for all of it i'm here for the provocative yep. i'm here for the um calling out of well let's just get into yeah main, maintaining destiny yes uh second song on the album Okay, this is my number one. It's my number two. Un unequivocally. Yeah. As much as Follow Your Heart is a banger and fires on all cylinders in every conceivable way. Yeah. Oh my God. This is, <laughs> there's, uh, this is, this evokes to me some of like the best five iron lyrics. Yeah. We took this land by brute force. Now we plan to close our doors. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That yeah. is a, that is a kidney punch. Yes. Um, I started writing down portions of the song and then I was like, made a note to just read all the lyrics. So <laughs> can we just read them all? <laughs> this was okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll start at the top. Okay. We took this land by brute force. Now we plan to close our doors. We'll build a fence and defend what is ours. Bless my stars. It's not easy. It's a full-time responsibility, maintaining destiny. The threat that faces us won't wait. We need a neo-fascist state, and we're going to make America great. It's a job. It's not easy. There's no place for the weak in, in the knees, maintaining destiny. Um, 
goes on, we took this land by brute force and now we plan to close our doors. We'll build a wall and defend it with fire for the flag, for the empire, for the white, Mm. for the wealthy, Mm. for our God, for our country, for the man with the capital T maintaining destiny. Oh man. I got chills again here. Oh that. my God. Some yes. fucking rules. Yes. I mean, like, but the fact that like Ted's like, it calls out for the white, for the wealthy, yeah. like, like that is absolutely right. And like that he, that he, again, he's not pulling any punches. Like this no. is, this is what we're doing. We are, you know, he could have, you know, he, he could have, uh, talked about like you know when this song was you know written it could have talked about family separation could have talked right. about kids in cages um could have talked about um any number of things but like you know evoke this the like talking about the wall and making america great but like using using phrases like neo-fascist mm-hmm. and uh talking about protecting white people and without even using Trump's name, you know, right. you know what this is exactly about. Yep. Um, yeah. This is the man with the capital T, you know, he's talking about T. exactly. It's like the Trump era brings out some of that great stuff that they tackled in the Bush era that we just heard. It's, you know, I mean, it's tapping into that, that great protest song streak that they have, like the, all the flame emojis. I thought the same thing. This is like a, where the supplies, while supplies last uh, uh-huh. yeah. adjacent, uh, where I just need to read all the words because I'm so yeah. like uh, just floored by them. Yeah. I think this idea of probing the continuation of Manifest Destiny is a really powerful one. Yeah, that like Manifest Destiny got us where we are. It's not like we left that behind. We have to maintain that, and that's like. Man, and I love it. Yeah. I love. I love the name. Of the, like from the name of the song yeah. to the very first line of the song. Uh, God everything about it rules let's let, let's listen to the end of the song where he's yeah And the fact that they hold off on those whoa O's until the until the end, it just it becomes so so satisfying. Yep. I mean, this is something that they've they've talked about since the early days in terms of um staying cloistered in your little you think you're safe in your little community where you close close everybody out, but actually you're closing yourself into um I don't know, a life of evil. (laughs) Um, a life of being the devil. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Um yeah, I just I like the energy throughout. I like the guitar throughout. There's a little change at the bridge again, kind of like we're saying, where different sections of songs uh, change with different energy. And I don't know. Yep. I'd, yeah, this is another much like uh, Epidemic One and Two could kind of like wouldn't be that hard for me to swap them out, but um, we just haven't flipped. Yep. Um, lifetime of regret. There's no word.
This would be my number five. Um, okay. Well, this is my number four. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's here's what I want to say. So this me ranking any song on this record is not an indication of like even a, my number five. I don't dislike because I I'm into every single song on this record. Sure. And I think they're doing something really interesting with the bass and the melodies yeah. and the guitar picking and the, the harmonies are so the harmonies are great. <laughs> harmonies are so tight. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. This is the one that's sort of, it's definitely the weakest for me. I mean, I, I still think it's pretty good. I think there are definitely nice moments. I, I agree. The soaring harmonies really kind of seal it for me in terms of like, this still is a, you know, a song that works pretty well. Um, and it picks up a bit for me when those like palm muted guitars started verse two. Um, but it just does, it doesn't have the like energy level that the other ones do for me, I guess. It doesn't hit quite as hard, um, but I still enjoy it. I still think it's, I still think it's good. So um, I, lyrically it seems to be kind of like trying to pull someone he cares about out of a dark place, uh, yeah. which they've definitely written songs about before. Um, sort of seems in that tradition. So yeah. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's almost like the a song version of an intervention. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're hurting your friends, wasting away, but I love you anyway, and I'm right here. Mm-hmm. So just we've we've heard a lot of similar songs, um, but I, I still I still think musically it's it's very interesting to me. I like yeah. what they're doing. Definitely not boring. Nope. Nope. Um, and I can't wait to discuss this next song. Oh boy, Harry versus Mount St. Helens. Grab your horse, bro. <laughs> something wicked, something strange, some sudden barometric change. Of the smell of sulfur in the wind. So it This is um, my number five, but okay. it's my number three. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, bro. What did I just say? <laughs> I'm so just surprised you don't like it more. No, love, I do. You love that cow punk. I do. I really do. <laughs> but it's, bro. There's. It's hard yeah. on this record for me because what I think is what my number three is. I I can't. I can't ignore. Sure. But. Um, I could have put this higher if, I mean, I just, I love, I love it because it's, it's, it's a straight up cowpunk folk song about a super wild story Yes, that like, I, I was not super, I was not very familiar with at all. Like I, I, 
I it's certainly sad. thought the Harry Truman that he was referring to was the president. Was the president. And I was but like trying to figure out what, what the metaphor was here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah. I mean, Harry Truman said the buck stops here. I guess he was stubborn. Maybe there's something there. And it's like, oh no, there's a dude named Harry R. Truman, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he refused to leave his home near Mount St. Helens in 1980 despite evacuation orders, and he died as a result. Yeah. Um that and like like a bunch of his like cats and dogs too like but like this is so but so i found there are a number i mean they aren't the only band that has written about harry r truman interesting uh there there are a lot more he's like a folk hero he instantly became a folk hero yeah um but apparently it's like reading about him there's this really fascinating article from science history institute called harry versus the volcano uh, foul-mouthed, heavy-drinking, eccentric Harry R. Truman became a folk hero for refusing to evacuate his home in the months before Mount, Mount St. Helens erupted. Um, where did he go once it did? So they're looking at this from like a scientific perspective as well. Mm, interesting. Because uh, they, they, t- they talk about, uh, you know, in the end, the mountain one, of course, Mount St. Helens finally blew on May 18th at 8.32 a.m. A boom heard 200 miles away. Wow. Even 45 miles uh, distant steams got so hot that salmon started leaping onto the banks. Wow. Um, near Truman's campground, a plume of hot smoke, uh, a, a black plume of hot ash, a uh, t- hundred stories tall went charging down the mountain at 350 miles per hour. Jeez. The intense heat twisted the 250 foot fir trees, like scraps of plastic in a campfire the river valley that bore the brunt of the blast was buried under dozens of yards of sulfur smelling ash and debris. Harry Truman died in that onslaught, but the likely means of his death and the fate of his body might surprise you. For one thing, by studying the victims of similar eruptions, we can infer that he probably didn't suffer. Many bodies recovered from Mount Vesuvius eruption in of 79 CE show no sign of fear or struggle. Heat shock, cell collapse and death caused by protein malfunction probably killed them in less than a second too fast for the reflex reflexes to register pain as for as for truman's remains there are a few possible outcomes several vesuvius victims were buried in ash which hardened around them and left a human-shaped cavity in the ground as their bodies decayed so that's one potential end but truman's campground lay so close to mount saint helens there's an even wilder possibility that he vaporized almost instantly oh shit Wow. Like it's so intense. Wow. And then like it goes on to talk about uh how much what happens with heat and water and 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 certain levels of of vaporizing uh, of water and how much water's in the body. Uh it's just like it's they're so they're very much looking at it from a scientific perspective, not just like a uh a folk hero sort of tale. Right, right. So I'm like because that's to to a scientist that's probably like what happens when you're literally like right at the base of a volcano and yeah yeah so interesting it's a wild story it really is i'm also looking at uh images of uh the pompeii uh blast the vesuvius bodies which i've seen these before but they're wild those like casts that it left behind anyway um yeah, he probably should have evacuated, but props to him for standing his ground, I guess. Um, 
I'm and here. He was, a, he was an old man. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it's, I've lived my life. Is I lived my life. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm gonna Right. Hey, you know, hey, this is how you get cowpunk songs written about you, okay? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. uh I'm into it. I mean I love the fact that they they go for this style among these five songs. We were just talking about was it Prince of America having sort of a cowpunk vibe? I think it was that one, one of these songs. I don't remember. Um, but I love the idea of them dipping into that that sound and i think they pull it off super effectively um there's a really cool sounding guitar solo uh that i would like to hear some of if we could at yeah. uh 156 yeah. sounds great i really like oh, yeah. it so warm and so jangly jangly yeah it's, it's those tumble down vibes again it does for sure that was, that was a great era yeah um i i, I want to just i want everybody people should go read this uh yeah. sciencehistory.org um article but one other thing i want to i want to read very quickly about how intense this was mm. um It says, few things other than an atom bomb can vaporize a human body between heartbeats, but volcanoes can belong, but volcanoes belong to this club. Overall, the Mount St. Helens blast released the equivalent of, depending on the estimate, several thousand Hiroshima bombs over its nine hour eruption. Wow. That is wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's, there's probably something to be said for that, using that as a metaphor for like, not budging right like standing your ground like yeah this guy was like i see your several hiroshima bombs and (laughs) i will stay in my house thank you yep um yeah anything else you want to say about uh harry i don't think so more to say about this next one too Ooh, devil's in the details oh yes A transcript of heaven with sets of seven and bread that's unleavened till the part where they pierce him with the nails but there's devils in the details in the details straight to hell gone cloistered in your cell like i'm speaking glossolalia let me tell ya so strange because the feeling never fails but there's devils in the details in the details devils in the details devils in the details devils in the details devils in the details it's in the details devils in the details oh god rules this is my number three my number four but i do really like it um yes just a cool cool vibe sort of instantly um and then i really like that sort of drop d sound of the chorus i don't know if it's literally drop d but you know that that sort of crunchy minor sound yeah um yeah it's great yeah uh, yeah, like i'm like i'm speaking glossolalia let me tell you that's cool 
Yeah. Not a not a a, a word that you typically <laughs> hear in a in a punk anthem, a punk song, but you know. It's kind of about speaking in tongues. It is about speaking in tongues, yeah. Um yeah, I, I, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, I it's it's just it sounds really cool. I can't stress that enough. The background vocals make it sound really cool. It has this all kind of creepy sort of laden vibe. Um yeah. My understanding, and I would like to hear your thoughts on the lyrics, are that it's sort of saying like there are always problems in any group or experience, even when it can have positives. Like, obviously, it was a time when this came out, as you were saying uh, earlier, that like to consider the devils involved in the evangelical church and how it's been wrapped up with power, especially over the last five years. So I'm assuming that's kind of the broader thing. But, you know, he opens it with like, Oh, the gospels, the story of Jesus seems like heaven until the part where they like murder him. <laughs> and like there's this, there's a darkness uh, to anything yeah. that can seem, um, you know, it, it's kind of like what we've said, like a, a, a through line, like getting back to the, um, this idea of like a, a Disneyland religion, you know, not acknowledging yeah. the darkness that's, that's present there is dangerous, you know, by glossing over it, you're, you're cloistering yourself and you're not naming the insidious lie of yeah. uh, of how this stuff can can affect the church. Yeah, the you can seek, just don't peek behind the veils. You know, I mm, think that's so the Oof. that's a lot of what I think a lot of people can make a reference. People make references to the whole, you know, don't you know, don't ignore the man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. who's who's in charge? Right, right. You know, do it's and this is what what is can be very sinister about evangelicalism is that they make it so much about your own salvation your own journey right. that you're just hands off from the power you know who those are who are in charge and yep. Yep. who's making these decisions and i think that's it's all about the details man and yep. but like i i i i what i love about this oh these opening words it's like it's like oh it's the story and this faith it's so beautiful and look right. at all the meaning and then it's like until the part they do this right you right. know and that i don't necessarily only think he's talking about only about like the crucifixion sure and but i think that there's he's saying like there are there are some there are some groups gruesome things that yes. we can't ignore right and you can and you can read all of the uh beautiful lovely words but you can't ignore the difficult stuff right yeah assuming this is a lot of ted lyrics on this record i really think he's he's in a, a sweet spot in terms of uh poetry and 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 words that just really work and hit, really hit their mark. Um, and this yeah. is such a time to uh, be aware of critical thinking and it's, uh, you know, the tendency of all these mega churches that have been crumbling or having these huge scandals to like tamp down the, the, the tendency of people to want to critical, want to think critically about things like that. It's in their interest to, shut that down and not make you think too hard about like, well, why is this one guy in charge of everything? And what happens if this one boomer white man who runs the church or whatever happens to crumble, does the rest crumble with it? So anyway, I just, yeah, I love the idea that like, 
he's calling out this, you know, this tendency we have in circles of the church to be like, well, don't, we can't call that out too much because then you're calling out the church and you're calling out God. And it's like, no, this is what, this is what it is to be uh, a person of faith. Professing faith is to try and think critically about how your faith works in the world. Anyway, I'm not saying it as well as Ted does, but uh, quite a closer, quite a record. Big fans. So excited. So excited for whatever they're going to be putting out. Maybe this year, maybe Maybe. next year. Coming soon. Coming soon. TBD. When it comes, we will talk about it. Yes. Um, But hey, that's a, that's Craig's brother. That's Craig's brother. It's sad to close the book. I was having a good time. (laughs) I know. I know. But one, one of the better discographies, I will say that we've Mm. covered. I think there are a few, um, I think they're mostly really solid releases here. So I agree. I agree. But now we we got to get to the the fun part of ending every band that we talk about, John. Yes. Our 10 song set lists That's right. and our album rankings. Yeah. So why don't we just quickly run through uh our album rankings. So I have one master list with the six that we're including. Okay. Um, So should we just start with what's in last place for us? Yeah. Um, That would be uh, keeping it real. Same here. As we discussed in that earlier's episode uh, on Patreon, there's some interesting stuff in there, but come on. It's too rough for me to rank it much higher than that and i know when we threw out the question there's some people that have it fairly high which i understand and maybe you were like on board with them from the beginning right um I, as we said I, I like the songs on there it's just you know it's there's some it's, tough tough listens i yeah and especially when i would when i was listening to it on headphones and the warbliness i don't know maybe maybe it's the way i feel about poking at you and it's like it's like sure. I love poking at you, but it's like what like eight in my list or something on, yeah. on the MXPX records. It's like it's still near right. I can't remember where it is, but it's still I think it was close seven to, for me. So I, think it was I think it's still yeah. still near the bottom for me. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's terrible. Like the song, the, the songs, what they're doing, it they showed promise, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's just they they tightened it up and um, but where they didn't tightened it up was at my number five which is at uh lost at sea same here yep i feel like we've we've, we've made our said, case <laughs> we've made our case we need not say anymore um, uh I, the only other thing i'll say is like when we asked about this uh, people waited on social media lost at sea for almost everyone either number one or number two so <laughs> i don't i really truly don't understand or someone's got it at number three but high up for most folks so yeah uh i'm I'll let people. I yeah. You know, I won't. I won't yuck people's yums and no. say that say that they're say that they're wrong. But like we, uh, uh, David Trivet, we know. Uh, I think he was. Was he the person that says that this the episode hurt his feelings? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. Sorry, bro. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so my number four is Epidemic. Uh, same here. Okay, bro. I wonder. I don't. I, I don't I, know. I'm. I'm curious about two and three. Maybe. maybe okay. Okay. There might okay. Be some differences, but yeah. Number okay, four is okay, epidemic. Okay. okay. Uh, number three for me is 
Insidious Lie. Okay. Yeah. See, this is where we differ. Okay. Devils where we in differ. the details at three. Okay. Yeah. Devils in the details uh, is my number two, and of course, both we have Homecoming. Yep. Um, I'm assuming as number one that you Correct. didn't put that you didn't put Devils in the details as your number one. No, um, and I mean I get why you've got Devils higher as like an indication of where they're gonna go, banger for banger. Probably yeah. Devils wins out. I just like the overall vibe. I think on Insidious Lie better. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think if we're looking at banger for banger, there's, there's nothing that misses for me on Devils. And I think to put out an, when you're putting out an EP, of course, you're going to only, you know, you would think you'd only put strong, put your strong stuff on there. But I mean, if we, if we did take out the EPs, we'd have the same list. We'd have a same. <laughs> yeah, uh, that home it'd be homecoming insidious lie and then lost at sea if we yeah. didn't. But I still insidious lie is still high for me. It's still high. Yeah. It's it's um but I think it just this EP to me is just firing on all cylinders and it's getting it just it makes me feel so excited for what's what's next and and that whatever they've like found their secret sauce as a band, yeah. you know? Yeah. Can I make a quick uh, counter argument? Yeah. Freedom. <laughs> uh, that gets me <laughs> so hyped. Oh, yes. Man. That uh, is a good counter argument, which then John brings us to. Yes, it does. The set lists. Yeah, baby. So, well, you, you, you start off and then, cause I feel like you usually go first. Okay. I will do that. All right. Um, had a lot of fun with this one. I feel like I say that every time, but this one truly, I I really really enjoyed um, going through them, and I they were one, they were banned from the early days of us talking about this kind of season that you were excited about. Yes, and that I didn't know at all, and that was like an exciting prospect to be like this is a band that means a lot to Andrew. I have a feeling it will for me, and the fact that it it has has been really cool. Um, I tried to kind of mix it up from different areas as I usually try to do. Um, but man, they, there were some tough choices to leave stuff off here. So there, there were. And like I always say, sometimes we make this list and I'm really bummed that I can't ever see this. And there's a possibility that we'll see a fair amount of these songs live, hopefully, in the next yes. uh, couple of years here. So anyway, uh, starting things off, the song that's near and dear to you. I don't believe it was in my top three, but you can't, uh, can't kick things off in a better way. For me than with insult to injury mm. so starting at the beginning old school gets everybody hyped gets everybody going big moment then number two freedom <laughs> which i strongly considered as my opening as well but i feel like insult to injury is kind of the bigger you know more beloved song freedom keeps that energy all the way up maybe pushes it up a little bit uh but i love that song and would love to see it live yes. Number three, pull it back a little bit, slow things down. We're going back and forth. Okay. I don't think that'll make your list. Fascinating choice. <laughs> but it is a standout for me from Lost at Sea. And I think it'd be a cool one to hear live and kind of after those big explodey songs to kind of chill things out a little bit. Um, then we're going number four into Nobody. Back into mm. the old school, a favorite of mine from Homecoming. That's old school. That's old school. <laughs> I think it's a nice transition back into the faster stuff. And for number five, we've got The Insidious Lie, which is my favorite song from that record, which I like quite a lot, keeping things up at that fast pace of nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then number six, move into Homecoming. Um, 
it's got to go somewhere i think the halfway spot is a good point for the song it's it's my and a lot of fans uh one of my favorites um yeah and it allows you to cool down a little bit it's not at that extreme fast pace we're kind of doing a, a vibey thing there um and then moving into another song that wasn't on my list but was on yours prince of america oh yes picking up the pace again throwing in some yelling some different eras represented here uh then we're moving into the home stretch number eight dear charlotte another blistering song from the kind of classic era yeah this is one that when we talked about it we said we wanted to hear live uh i think people would really want to hear this one you know those great shout along gang votes that come in absolutely gotta hear them then i wanted to find a place for fallen um i really like the song i wanted another slower one here and i think it's a good fit at being kind of the penultimate song in the set like the song quite a bit then we're closing out with follow your heart um there's an argument to be made for it being like number one or number two but i like the idea of that as a closer you know it's really emotional it packs a punch it's another banger it signifies kind of the new era moving into the new sound so that's my list i've got i've got four from homecoming three from insidious lie two from lost at sea and one from devils in the details which sounds about right um so we have seven songs that are the same okay that's a lot and what's interesting is john you and i have the same first opening two songs Ooh, yeah that's good. insult to injury into freedom hell yeah we both have they, the ex- i hope they do that <laughs> that would be great <laughs> like i did think about opening with freedom but one of the reasons i chose insult to injury is i again i think i did this with goatee hook just like having that feedback of insult yeah, injury. I, yeah, I imagined you saying that too. <laughs> yes, I think that's the right call because yeah. you can hold yeah, yeah, it yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so insult injury into freedom. But I chose to go follow your heart okay. third. Sure. And I think it was because I wanted to do old school, middle yeah. school, and then new school. I like so it. So get that 98, that 2011, and that 2019, kind of get, get a little bit of, of that those different flavors especially starting off with maybe some songs that people if you're an old school craig's brother fan maybe you haven't heard right insidious lie or devils in the details yeah um so those are my first three and then we go to prince of america this is my soul lost at sea song okay um i i do remember i feel like i said on that episode feeling like I think a newer version of Craig's brother could do something hmm. interesting with yeah. the song. Uh, then into who am I after seeing that video that, you know, that, yeah. that we had posted on social media, I was like, God, I want to see that. So yeah. live. And it's, it's a still tough sound, one for me to still, leave off. It still sounds so good. Sounds great. Uh, and then we also have uh, also both at the sixth spot, we have homecoming. Okay. Yep. And and one that you didn't, two songs that you didn't have on your list, uh, Thousand Yard Stare yeah. into Maintaining Destiny. Oh, yeah, Maintaining Destiny. Another yeah. tough one to leave off. Yeah, but then we we also, the penultimate song, we both have Fallen. Yep, cool. And I decided to close out with Dear Charlotte. Okay. I thought that that kind of opening old school, ending old yes. school, and then kind of, kind of bringing the old school fans together kind of a nice neat little package yeah uh not that 
follow your heart wouldn't be a banger of a song but i think if you're if you're a craig's brother fan from back in the day seeing yeah. seeing a show you you kind of want you want to you want to it's 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 like it'd be like if an xpx closed with like let's ride you know like the, yeah. they're not gonna they're not doing that they're not right. closing with let's ride they're closing with punk rock show and craig's brother's gonna close with probably some old school jam yeah i think that's totally fair i i think it's funny that we both have dear charlotte and fallen as among the final uh three for me two for you that that makes sense those are good songs to have at the end yeah i mean I, that's a lot of overlap for us and i feel like that's more than the, nor- the normal even in the order so good job us those are both very strong sets very strong man we got to go to a craig's brother show when this happens <laughs> next year hopefully yeah we'll see cross them fingies bro ed folks uh let's make this happen um super fun I, I would love to see. I, I, yeah, all the all your choices make sense. Uh, I'd like to see mine. I'd like to see whatever they put together. I, I'm I'm very here for Craig's brother, and for this record that's coming out, and hearing what will come from that. And so, anyway, I'm leaving this on a very much a, a, a high of the band. Uh, not like tired of talking about them, like wanting to continue to dissect these lyrics. So it's yeah. fun that we'll get to again soon, hopefully. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Anything Craig's else, brother? That's Craig's brother. <laughs> uh super fun uh let us know what you think about this episode about all these episodes craig's rather in general at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or review we'll read your review uh from apple Podcasts on the pod email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727 magpod you can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnified pod. As Andrew said, we will throw up that full interview with producer Jason. But Andrew, we have a very special new Patreon punk to welcome. We do. Welcome Jason Reagan. <laughs> Latest Patreon punk coming in at the top tier. We've only ever had one Patreon punk at this level. Yes. The tier that that the reward for which is that you get to come on the pod yeah and he was and i think is a craig's brother guitarist uh was certainly in the band at a certain point and i believe yes. i saw is contributing to the new record if i'm not wrong so jason honored to have you come on the show let's figure this out we'll clear, figure it out clear up these details about what you're playing on what we can expect we'd love to talk to you We'd love to talk to Steven or Ted or whoever, but I, we are honored by your <laughs> by your presence. Let's figure yes. something out. Maybe you just want to come on and yell at us about how our takes on uh, Lost and Sea are wrong, which is fine too. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, welcome, Jason. If others want to come and join the ranks of Craig's brother members, uh, come come to the Patreon. That's what's going on. Jason, come <laughs> exactly. mix it up on the Discord. Hell yeah. Um, and you can pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl, and thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork. Well, our time at the penalty box with Craig's brother is over for now, but we'll be back out on the ice next week when we become Magnified Pod.
so good. So good. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.